0: Skagit Valley, a little bit beyond the Pacific Northwest of the Pacific Northwest. We're going to be talking to local musicians bands, talking about their passions, and why they play such awesome music. Why would I ever want to miss this? Social media. Join our group. Like our page. Follow us on Instagram. Find us at... Skagit Valley, you don't want to miss this. All right, well, you are Rachel Reese, and I'm just kind of wondering maybe because some of the folks that might be listening to this don't have a clue of who you are, and uh, so maybe you kind of describe uh, who is uh, Her Crooked Heart. (laughs) Um, Her Crooked Heart is a,
1: uh, well, a group of musicians led by me, I suppose. Um, Yeah, my name is Rachel Reese. Uh, We are a Minneapolis-based band. and usually we're a four piece, four women um, who play a whole lot of instruments and have a lot of fun together. And um, yeah, the sound the, the sound is kind of a mixing of, of music influences from my entire life. So there's chamber, the classical elements, there's a lot of uh, vocal harmony and there's storytelling within the songs. And then there's kind of modern experimental sounds. So it's cello and woodwinds and drum triggers and and synthesizer and piano and guitars and four-part harmony. And I'm sure I've forgotten some things, but that's what we do.
0: yeah well I I just I mean I say it's it it really sounds great
2: I thank you I
0: look at whenever I interview people I I get on Spotify and I start checking them out and I don't just listen to like Spotify will give you like the top five or whatever Mm -hmm. I dive in I try to get everything. I jumped on the YouTube (laughs) you guys have some really high quality YouTube stuff too yeah Um, it's it's those videos are great um, one of the songs that I I fell in love with was Pleasant Valley Reservoir.
2: Yay, um, that's a good one. <laughs> if, yeah,
0: oh, you like that one? I'm wondering if you can kind of talk about that a little bit before I play it.
1: Yeah, Pleasant Valley Reservoir, um, otherwise known as PVR for us, um, is <laughs> well. I wrote it on the side of the road, um, a gravel road outside of Brattleboro, Vermont. I a boy had just broken my heart pretty badly, and I was driving and crying and trying to get lost. I was trying to drive into the country far enough that my phone would stop working and no one could find me and I could feel like I vanished. Um, and uh, so I was just looking for a, for a quiet spot and uh, like a green hill to cry upon basically because I'm super dramatic sometimes. Um, and so I got to this road, it was called Pleasant Valley and it was blocked off to vehicles um, and there was like this sign that said Pleasant Valley Reservoir. And I thought that sounded like the perfect place to go weep and like deal with myself. Um, so I parked the car on the side of the road and I start walking down the gravel road. And uh, I come to a sewage treatment plant instead of some you know, gorgeous, <laughs> you know, lush pastoral place to weep Um and it was just so funny and awful to me and such a parallel to the relationship. You know, I thought I had found paradise with him. Um, and on that day, and, you know, turns out I kind of found a waste treatment plant and uh, <laughs> a bit of a stench. Um, and uh, I just thought it was too good. So I sat at the side of the road and, and started to write that song because I had a guitar in the car. And, uh, yeah, I really love how it turned out on the the recording from kind of the lone trumpet to the string section. Um, The strings were done by um, a fellow named Rob Moose, who, I don't know, he works with such people as Paul Simon and John Legend and Mm. The National and Alabama Shakes, and the list goes on and on. He's amazing. Um, So he did the strings on the record, and I, I love how it turned out. It's a little southwestern, a little classical. It's, it's a weird one, but I love it.
2: If I drive down this road, I'll get to Pleasant Valley Reservoir. It sounds a lush, rested place. But in truth, it's a sewage plant, a roiling pit of sh- If it's where I choose to be Am I lost if I'm where I choose to be?
0: Right before we played that song, um, you were kind of talking about some of the different instruments that were in there and the people that were were playing it in the studio. And that was exactly what I was going to ask you was to love to leave, to live is your newest album. Yes. Um, can you talk about the difference between kind of the studio album versus your touring band? Sure. So the studio album I recorded,
1: man. When did I make when did I actually record the record? I'm gonna say maybe three, three years ago. Um, but it wasn't released until this past summer. Um, oh. And I, one great thing about touring and having a touring band, is it can be its own like there's no there's no rules like i didn't have to hire this the same musicians who i made the record with and do the exact precise arrangements that we did on the record they're they're separate bodies of work they're separate works of art really an album and a a show um and so when it came time for me to figure out how i wanted to actually tour this record and honor the songs and also Make it energetically feel as good as possible. I knew that there were um, this hand, handful of women in the Twin Cities who I really wanted to to go on this, you know, journey of months and months of touring with. Because um, it really matters who you're. You're stuck in a car. You're stuck in awkward spaces. You're bored. There's stress. There's you know, elation when you're watching elephant seals on the side of the road yesterday. (laughs) There's just, touring is such an extreme, it's such an extreme thing to do for months at a time. And uh, for me, over time, I realized I got to do it with the people who I love the most and the people who I trust the most, the people who I know will get sick of me and will love me regardless and who I know I will get sick of and I will love them regardless. The people who I know will show up for each other and so um and so i knew who i wanted to tour with it was um, addy siri and hillary musicians band leaders lovely humans from the twin cities um but they didn't play the same instruments as what were on the record and so thus ensued a really fun puzzle of figuring out how we could honor the album and and play to our own strengths none of us are drummers so we um so I programmed a bunch of drum loops and um, and, and different sonic elements. We have drum triggers. Um, nobody's an upright bass player, but we have a cellist and an electric bass player. And so um, just sort of reformatting everything and really leaning into uh, the chamber elements, two woodwind players and one cellist. And so that's a rich tapestry to work with. Um, and all of us play Many instruments, and so there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of shuffling around, handing off of of the duties, and you know some people play four instruments in one song, and uh, it all kind of works. It's been, and it's it's a mix of sonic elements that I don't think people generally see on a stage together, and mm. you know you know one song will be like really really. Uh, beat heavy like with the low end and and the the drum samples and then the next song will be a classical guitar uh clarinet flute and cello and four-part harmony like it's you can really cover a lot of ground with the right people and it's been
0: so fun nice have you just as a side note i wasn't playing on asking this but based on what yeah. you're saying there have you recorded in any kind of way uh the sound that you guys are doing on stage right now
1: actually yes uh last month or two months ago we went into the studio and did a uh made a live live recording um so you know setting up in a beautiful studio and just capturing live in the moment no overdubs um and we recorded five songs i don't have a release plan yet for that i'm mixing it uh in march and then we'll we'll see so and that was to capture to capture this moment in time, it's even though it would be, it would be dreamy, I doubt that it w- there's no guarantee. You know, life changes so fast, right? There's no guarantees that this band will be, like that. these four women will be the band a year from now. Who knows? And so, mm. but this is a time to treasure. Um, and so we wanted to capture five songs that are very, very specifically arranged for us you know, that are, that are quite different from the original recordings. Um, yeah. So who knows? Probably sometime this year that'll come out.
0: Good. Good. I like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited yeah. for that too. Um, cause I really like how you got into that. That's what made me ask the question because, uh, yeah. you know, the studio album sounds so great and I'm sure this, this, uh, live band is amazing. So I wanted to hear that too. Yeah. And I won't be able to make your show in no. Bellingham on, uh, <laughs> on the 9th of February here. So, um, were your songs born? It seems it, I listen to all your your songs, and, and, and um, it just it seems like all your songs are are born from a personal experience or your life in mm-hmm. general. Is that true?
1: It is true. Sometimes I feel kind of dorky about it. Like I'd love to be some kind of detached, oh, creative writer who can write someone else's story or I don't know, write from a state of detachment, I guess. But I, for whatever reason. I am wired to really pull from my own viscera. <laughs> like this is my life, and this is how I'm processing it. Um, so there's there's not much separation. I'm all about vulnerability as power. Brene Brown, all that. You know, like I'm I'm down for that, and that's that. Yeah, that that very much shows up in my music, um, and. I'm a big fan of levity, you know, some like Pleasant Valley Reservoir, that song we were talking about. It's, it's a real, you know, in a way, it's a real bummer of a song. It ends on a really joyful and determined, well, a really determined um, note. But I love dropping in the levity. Um, I think a lot of my kind of more... Uh, mm, more emotionally bare songs have jokes thrown into them like sly turns of phrase that it
2: uh
1: few things make me more joyful when the audience bursts out laughing in the middle of pleasant valley reservoir or loving you like these songs are kind of intense but if you're listening there's a lot of humor and i'm laughing at myself and my human existence and uh I don't know. I think that's what I'm here for. <laughs> it's like feeling everything <laughs> and poking at it and laughing at it. You know, it's an interesting job.
0: Absolutely, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, when you you brought up Pleasant Valley Reservoir, which we already heard, um, you, and and when it ends, you do say, "Am I lost if I'm where I choose to be?" And that's yeah. that's exactly why I'm asking this next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, was came from that was you know you're on tour right now. Uh, things can be a little chaotic and stuff, but uh, <laughs> do you have a place that you call home?
1: Yeah, I do have a place to call home. Um, <laughs> I live, thankfully. Um, yeah, I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, my brother and I built a, well, essentially a tiny house in his backyard. And so I live oddly in my brother's backyard, and I help <laughs> raise my nieces and nephew who are. Uh, twins are six. Little one is four. It's a, it's a chaotic little compound we have, um, and it's really wonderful. I love, I love Minneapolis, the Twin Cities, the music scene, the cultural scene there, and I love being close to my family.
0: As, uh, as
1: tricky as that can be. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to talk about the song "Courthouse" and play that. Um,
1: yeah my other favorite
0: <laughs> yeah well I'm, it, it seems like maybe um, I don't know I, like I said I, I did uh, you know listen to all these on Spotify and it seems like it has like this crazy uh, more listens like uh, you know like they kind of tell you how many people mm. have downloaded or listened or whatever and is that yeah. kind of a song you pushed out then
1: so that was uh, I, remember, I think that was our second single and the reason it has more Spotify is so mysterious who knows um, right, right. but uh for whatever reason, that song uh, was picked up and and put onto some playlist. So whenever songs get playlisted on Spotify, then you get a lot more, you know, listens for that one. Um, So that would be why.
0: But also, it's a great song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you, I'm, I'm going to play that one. Can you talk mm-hmm. about it right before I play it?
1: For sure. Um, so once upon a time in a land far away called New York City, I was married. Um, and uh, uh, that song, uh, that song is inspired, you know, again, I like going to, going to the dark places and and creating something beautiful out of it, Um, that song essentially takes place in a hallway in Kings County Courthouse while I'm trying to figure out how to file divorce paperwork. And I'm incredibly lost (laughs) and deeply alone and just determined as all get out, Um, you know, one foot in front. You just kind of keep on walking. sometimes the road is really, really dark. And uh, so I wanted to make, with that one, it was such a weird, bleak day, and I wanted to I wanted to take filing divorce paperwork and make it danceable, like dark and danceable, and I wanted to make it feel good, and I wanted there to be kind of like soul singer choir thing going on in the background. Um, yeah, that one was really, really fun to see come alive and become – you know, when you first start writing a song, it's you know that one was just like a. It started on the piano, and it was just this kind of very simple droning piano thing with a lot of tension in the chords. And I don't know why I was fixated, but I just knew, I knew that this song could would it already was so much more in my head. And so to be able to record it and and uh, bring all that to life to reality is really fun.
2: Didn't have a thought I was a babe in the field An idea that we dropped and It all came back Flooded up my body
0: Talk a little bit about your musical history. It seems like I mean, I don't mean just like her crooked heart, but you. It seems like you've yeah. um, learned a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, well, musical history goes back to the my first musical memories were in uh, Zaire in Africa where I was a little kid. Uh, so my, my musical history starts with like Congolese spirituals, and then it goes to Mennonite hymns in South Dakota where my family moved mm. and so a lot of yeah a lot of choral and then a lot of classical training with violin and viola and clarinet and piano um and always the voice um I was all about the voice and then i got rebellious and started to teach myself guitar um i don't know age 15 or so and kind of took it from there like it's all i have ever wanted to do is make music um and i m- Put out albums and I toured a lot for you know ten plus years um, under my name which is Rachel Reese and then um, and that was great uh, but I towards the end of that I was touring primarily as a band and I have a lot of you know musical production curiosity in me I, I want to make larger sounds and really play with sound in different arrangements and So it kind of felt silly um, touring around the world as Rachel Reese, but touring as a band, it just kind of felt kind of weird. (laughs) And (laughs) like, like the name Rachel Reese didn't say anything about the music. It just says female and that's all, (laughs) you know, the assumptions of an acoustic guitar and lots of feelings um, for, you know, a a solo singer songwriter. Um, And so I really wanted For years, for 10 years, I was searching for a band name that would feel better. Like I could stand up a little taller and be like, yes, this is the project. This captures what I'm doing. And then one day I was meditating and minding my own business and up popped the name Her Crooked Heart. And uh, it was me. Like I recognized what I do. Um, And so I changed my name, the band name. Um, And here we are, I guess. So I think I've learned to take risks. I've learned to do, to to recognize what feels absolutely right with my work, even if it's kind of jumping off a cliff and uh, changing the name you perform under after you've already built a long career. Um, I don't know if that answered the question,
0: but- um, Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah no it was that's was exactly what i was talking about because i i noticed that you had, had learned classically and I, I didn't know about the mm-hmm. africa and the midnight mm-hmm. stuff but um what what a crazy combination and know. you know it's funny when, when, <laughs> when people with your uh background when you just when you just brush over oh you know classically trained on you know piano and clarinet <laughs> and, and whatever i think you said violin was it yeah, violin was my and first instrument like, oh. yeah Yeah. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's huge. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And you know, even though, even though all that classical stuff, uh, you know, I rebelled and I walked away from all that a long time ago and just wanted to make my own music. It's, I see all the time how all of that training influences the choices I make in my songwriting. And obviously with, you know, the instrumentation of the band with the choices we make. um, But uh, you know, I totally blame, uh, I blame, I blame Bach for the fact that I love to modulate, <laughs> like <laughs> write these weird classical sounding theatrical songs. And um, yeah, it's, it's fun to see that, that past influence, even if I don't remember what the keys are anymore, or even if I can't explain what I'm doing, the, uh, the choices are definitely influenced by, by that training
0: well, the last song I'm going to play is Windswept. And, oh, uh, sweet. you know, maybe, uh, maybe once again, you can kind of take us through that song before I play it.
1: Yeah. Windswept is a weird one. Um, love it. Um, Windswept is, I think it's probably, I say it's like one of the, one of the most, probably the most experimental songs on the record, I suppose. It almost feels like a soundscape or a landscape of sound. Um, it goes. I'll talk about modulating. Um, that one. That one goes through five keys, I think, four keys. I'm not quite sure. Um, there's a lot of musical trickery going on in there. Um, the song is. The song is about meditation, which is kind of a really boring thing to sing about because you're just sitting, right? Generally, trying to do nothing and think nothing. Um, so how do you write a song about that? Um, but meditation became really important to me five five years ago or so and this song um, is for me how it feels how that intention feels to kind of pull over at the side of the road of your overactive mind and feel kind of windswept and battered from life sometimes but to find stillness and to go inward and to see what you find um, and that's what the song is about and the music video for that one is pretty cool so if people want to check that out um, I, I wanted for some reason it's kind of odd I, I wanted to collaborate with dancers for that song um, and collaborating with dancers for a song that's about sitting still is kind of Odd, but it somehow feels right. Um, And so, this uh, dance duo from the Twin Cities—we worked together to make this beautiful video in a field of wildflowers—and got to drive a nice old truck. And uh, I think it's a beautiful video. That's windswept.
2: The wind died down. It's time to pull. If you
0: Um, okay, well, hey, uh, that's a great tune. Uh, I love it. I, all the ones I picked out were good, but uh, honestly, uh, just kind of going through a lot of your tunes. I mean, uh, there, there's a lot of lot of good ones down in there that people need to go check out. Um, yeah. You're playing February 9th at the Firefly yep. in Bellingham, Sunday. Yeah, um, Yeah, and the Mary Mary Ann's is it? Um, yeah. Are you familiar with them, or is that somebody? that they just kind of pop you in with
1: they're pretty new to me a friend, uh my friend Robert Serge and Blake who lives in the area he recommended them to me as being a good a good pairing um and uh, yeah I haven't played in the bellingham area in quite a while so um kind of it was a choice of this is a great band and they seem really into what they're doing right now and they can hopefully get some more bodies out because. You know, it's been a minute since I was in the area, so hopefully, some people show up. <laughs> uh, you never know on this road,
0: but um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. No, I mean, uh, it'd be, they'd be missing out if they if they miss this one for sure. That's good stuff. Um, yeah. So, her crooked heart, Rachel Reese. Thank you so much.
1: Absolutely, thank you so much for talking.
0: Thanks for listening to Skagit Valley. You don't want to miss this. Bringing the local music we love. Hope you enjoyed it. Check us out next month. Thanks so much to our friends, Jack Mattingly and the Whiskey Fever. That was the track you heard at the start. And here it is again. Wouldn't want to miss this off the album, Oceans of Trouble. Go check it out. They're from Cedro Woolley. Ooh, you wouldn't want to miss this.